this is raw and unfiltered from sex, sports to culture, all topics considered. It's a good time with dope conversation. Every time you take a listen, it's a celebration. So tap in, you won't be disappointed. We keep it a buck, anything else is pointless. Facts over fluff, our discussions are poignant. Politically incorrect, well, that's what the point is. We talk our talk like nobody else can. We give our perspective, not afraid to make a stand. Nothing off the record, every take and every rant is unapologetic, and we stand on that. We make you think, we make you laugh out loud. The realest place on the internet, hands down. We give it to you straight, nothing here is watered down. The best show in town, and you can bet the house. Yes, you can bet the house. Yes, you can bet the house. We give it to you straight, nothing here is watered down. The best show in town, and you can bet the house. Alright, so listen, sometimes, sometimes when you go through things, you have to learn how to weather the storm. Sometimes miscommunications happen. Sometimes misunderstandings happen. Sometimes all it takes in order to clear things up is to have a simple conversation. A lot of times people are too prideful to admit, hey, I was wrong. I fucked up. Shouldn't have never said that. Shouldn't have never did that. And then you have some of us who have no problem doing that. I think I'm a mixture of both. So tonight, I'll present something that is a long time in the making. And we're going to tap into it right now. Y'all already know what it is, man. Tonight, very, very special episode of Bet the House. I got a special guest in the building. I'm going to let him introduce himself. You know, he got enough clout in this shit to introduce himself. So I'm going to let my man go ahead on and introduce himself. Tell him about his platform one time. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Captain of the Cool Kids, host of the Grown Man Logic podcast, Dewan J. And you know what, man? In the intro, you said it all, man. This was a long time in the making. Um, you know, outside influences sometimes get in the way of dope content with the universe. The universe always has a way of bringing what's supposed to be together. Facts. So in the spirit of that, because I, I want to touch base on that for a second. I myself personally, I take being shunned a little bit different than everybody else. Now, backstory is this. We supposed to been had linked up long, long time ago. And for shit that I've already discussed several times, shit got cleared up. You know what I'm saying? And that's where a lot of my anger came from towards you because I felt like, God damn, like this shit would be so dope if we did this shit. So that's where a lot of my anger came from. I was never supposed to go that route. But as a man, I can sit here and say, yo, dog, I was wrong. And we had a conversation, but I still felt like I felt slighted. And I, I didn't like that feeling. So I lashed out in the wrong way as I have done with many others. Now, my thing now is I stopped caring about what others said and did in regards to me, and I started doing my own thing. So that's where I am now. This is like a metamorphosis of myself. I stopped worrying about who ain't fucking with me, who ain't listening to me, who ain't riding, who don't want to collab, who don't want... I stopped worrying about that because for the longest time, that's what outside influences wanted. They wanted to see chaos. You know how many times I heard, oh, yeah, Smash is only good when he's starting shit with people. 
He only good when he beefing. He only this, he only that. So now it was like, okay, I had to take that deeper reality check. Like, maybe they right. Because all I do is beef and argue with people. Where is the original Big Smash? Where's the fun, loving, having fun, you know, giving my take on the world type shit? And then I, I lost myself doing that. So I was like, fuck it. We're going back to what we do. And that's where this conversation came from. So I finally got grown man logic, captain of the cool kids hey. in the building, man. Anyway, explain to the good people what grown man logic is and uh, how it came about. How did you come up with that? Yo, so actually, your grown man logic uh, was put together by a woman. So those of y'all that know the history of it, um, yeah, I had two female co-hosts in the beginning. And, you know, I was I was on, like, my promoting my first book, right? And I went on her podcast, uh, Carla, shout to Carla, uh, host of the She Blows the Podcast. I, you know, I went on hers. And then I went on, uh, you know, Kendra's podcast, that coffee with Kendra when she was like doing her thing. And it was like back to back because the basis of my first book was about parenthood, fatherhood and, and being a man and how to, you know, uh, too many times we hear black people, uh, young black men grow up and they say there's no roadmap to life or my father didn't leave me no roadmap. And I didn't want that to be the case here. Um, so I, I wrote a roadmap. You know what I'm saying? So like okay. my son could say. Hey, I, I left him something like if I get taken off this planet tomorrow, man, he's got that piece of literature and it covers like everything. So it was extremely vulnerable. So like it, it did really well, especially with a female audience. And then um, at that time, before I, I knew anybody in podcasting, I would always put uh, kind of like I do now uh, on Twitter. I would I would always put, um, you know, these, these controversial statements or these self-reflective statements, because grown man logic is ultimately about critical thinking and accountability. Right. You don't I don't necessarily need you to agree with me. I just need you to open your mind and, and perhaps see the other side. And so I would always put this thing there. And then Carla was like, hey, look, if you did this and you did this and did this, you could be this could be a dope podcast. And I was like, hey, I don't know. I ain't got time for it. I got a bunch of other ventures going on. You know what I mean? Wrestling, writing, all that. And uh, so she was like, let's just try it. So we did. And, you know, we, we gained some momentum you know, rather quickly because a lot of my fans from the other ventures like came over and was like, oh, shit, you're doing this now. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're doing this now. And then, you know, here we are. Now, one of the things that that I noticed about Grown Man Logic, because I actually did an episode called Grown Man Logic. And I peeped that. I, I did peep that. I, and at the time, I ain't going to flex. At the time, I was like, oh, I'm still feeling some type of way. But the whole thing about that episode, like, it wasn't a diss it was more like homage i guess you could say because i was basically giving my thought process about grown-up shit grown man shit that grown man should be doing so to take from you guys's tagline up your pressure that's what i was trying to do with that because i was trying to show people hey listen we're more than jokes we're more than laughing games we can talk that grown man shit too so that was the thought process behind that. And then, uh, listen, I rock with the brand. I rock with the show, even through Appreciate all, that. even through all the differences. Um, and my, my, here's the thing: I never really had a difference with you. You know what my differences was. And then it's like, you know, it was like I never had a difference with you personally, Eric. Personally, it was it was something else in the mist and. 
I couldn't get over that. So now it was like, yo, if we're going to actually be better, we're going to stop saying we're going to be better and actually get out here and do better. So I spunt around the block again. I'm like, okay, let me see if we can put this shit together. And that's what we're going to do. And then you came up with the dope ass topic. It was a topic based off of my class with smash and the class right, with smash right. was saying stop letting people knock you off your game and that yes. i feel that so many ways because i had a lot of people do that to me not just in podcasting not just uh work uh in in relationships all around i had so many people do that and the whole not knocking somebody off their game words hurt people Actions. Yeah, yeah, sure. You can you can feel like now when you said that when you first started off, you didn't really feel like you had the time to do it. Like you didn't really feel like, you know, you got too much other things to do. But once you stuck your foot in there, you know, here we are. So here we are. Yeah. Was there ever uh when you were starting off, did you feel like, oh, this is not gonna go well, this is not gonna go the way I wanted to go? But I'm going to do it just because because all it took was her in your ear telling you this would be really, really dope. You know, how did that how did that make you feel knowing that you had somebody that was here saying, try it out, see what happens? Well, I, mean, I think a lot of times we need that reminder. Right. Like nobody can tell you anything different about yourself. Right. It's one of those things where they can only reinforce or confirm what you already know about yourself. So it was kind of one of those things where. Um, I was already putting it out, right? And I was putting out that content for the interaction. I didn't know anything about podcasting, right? I was just like, yo, I, I didn't know. I, I think I only listened to like the Joe Rogan and like the Joe yeah. Budden podcast just to get my, you know, just to get my hip hop fixed. And then Joe Rogan is a crazy ass dude, right? So I was like, all right, cool. I, I'll check them out. That was the only thing I knew about podcasting. I didn't know nothing about editing, right? I'm still figuring out sound and shit like that, right? But when that happened, I was like, okay, what what does that look like? And then... I was like, okay, I'll try it. I'm one of those people, I'll try anything once. And uh, to your point that you was making, words have the power to, to empower as well as they have to hurt. And I have all these ventures, right? And I've had some microcosm of success in every venture that I've ever tried. So then it was kind of like, yo, the world was still locked down at the time, right? I was fresh back, like wrestling was on pause. I had just gotten released from a major three-letter company. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, okay, well, what am I doing with my life right now? Like, why, why not try it? I mean, I'm already putting the content out there. I'm getting the interactions and stuff like that. So, I mean, you might as well do it. And then like, it was that voice was just like, Hey, you know what? Just try it. Just try it. What do you got to lose? And I was like, you know what, what, what do I have to lose? Absolutely nothing. I, I'm betting the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To, 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 I'm, I'm playing with house money. Listen, one of the things about me that I struggle with and the reason why I started podcasting because I felt like I wanted to get my voice out here. And then you had a lot of people when I first started, they were like, man, I don't know, man. Like we, we so used to doing, seeing you doing this and doing that. And then it was like, I had people, you know, interfering, like, nah, I don't think that's a good look for you. And slowly as I started gaining momentum and started doing the things you had, the people who now nah, I don't think you should be doing that. I don't think you should be doing that. I don't think you should be doing that. And then it kind of wears you down after a while. But then on the flip note, you have the ones that want you to do it. 
They just don't want you to do it better than them. You know what I'm saying? I started off podcasting on a different platform with someone else. And it was like once, you know, people were taking a hold to me, it went from we want to bring you on as another co-host to we want to bring you on on special occasions and things like that or whatnot. So it was like that people people to support you as long as you're not doing something better than you. And we see that a lot in the podcast world now. And I hate it. I hate it, dog. I hate it. So it's one of those, it's one of those things, right? Sorry to cut you, man. It's one of those things where like, we're, we're all creatives, right? In this podcasting space. Right. And we all got some degree of talent, whether it's, you know, graphics, whether it's marketing, whether it's, uh, you know, bringing dope vibes, we all got, so with, with, being a creative comes like a certain level of ego and, and people's ego get hurt, man. And, and really it's nothing that you're doing, but it's more so something that not it's reflected. Right. And it's like, yo, damn, why, why ain't I thinking that? Right. Like, cause, um, yo, I mean, low key, like during, during our little, uh, you know, time apart or whatever, I was talking to, yeah, I was like, yo, smash got a dope ass concept with this fucking debate show. Right. And I was like, yo, this is a dope concept. I was like, yo, I, I should go collab with him. And I'll be like the perfect host. I'm already wearing, I'm already wearing the suit. You come up with a, with a pro and a con. This concept is dope. And then you did the judge smash. And I was like, oh man, this, this thing is ill. Right. And I was like, but at the time we wasn't, we wasn't, we wasn't really on speaking terms. And part of that's on me too. Right. Truth be told, like this reconciliation could have happened a lot earlier had I reached out first. You know what I'm saying? And it, there was nothing absolutely preventing me from doing it. It was just like, yo, this dude's on live and he's saying this shit right here. I was like, man, fuck that. But, you know, when that happened, when that live happened, what did I do? After the live, I was like, we had a talk. I got back on live and was like, yo, I fucked up. Misunderstanding. Yeah. What well, off the bat? Like, like, I had no issue reiterating or correcting the situation. I got right back on live. Like, I'm that type of person that... If I disrespected you in public, I'm going to apologize in public. That's just who I am. I'm not a fake-ass person like that. With the whole debate and the judgment. Listen, I'm going to tell you. I used to do the top 25. Yeah, I remember. Where I would pay homage to the podcast and everything that I listened to throughout the week. Instead of people taking that as, oh, he really support as a way to use that. People took that as, oh, now you're dividing the podcast and I'm like how I'm sitting here trying to put things together even with the debating the debating situation and you pitting podcasts again I'm like how how is that different if you're a podcaster you're debating yeah yeah but and your episodes are one-sided debates absolutely <laughs> you are 100% yeah. correct so if you're you're debating you're you're having a if you have a show with guests, you're debating topics. You're discussing topics. So when we did the debating thing, it was like, yo, this is what we want to do. Let's just bring, if anything, and I still believe in that, and I know it's going to be great because I'm not done with it. I'm tweaking it now, yeah, sure. but we getting right back to it. And it's like, I'm doing things to bring us together. Like, why are you stepping on my toes when all I'm trying to do is bring us together? This is not to divide and conquer. This is Hey, you're a dope podcaster. You're a dope podcaster. 
Let's collab. Let's come up with debate question, debate format. Let's put it together. You know, because if you notice when I was doing it and I had some of everybody come, I, I had a matchup in mind for you. And it was like, yo, when we do this, we're doing this for love. And like I said, if you're not doing better than them or doing more than them, everybody's going to ride. They're going to support. Yeah. I'm from Chicago. And the Chicago music industry is a prime example of this. It's okay if you're doing, if you're making noise. You just can't make much more noise than me. That's that's the philosophy in Chicago. Think about all the little drill artists and things like that, Lil Durk and everybody else. It's like, we want to see you do good. But once you start moving that needle a little bit too much, all right, we got to reel you in and bring you back down to size. And that's what I felt like, man. A lot of times when I made that, that class with Smash, it was basically saying we have to stop letting others determine our roadmap. Agreed. 100%. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people will try to determine. They will say things like, oh, you not down with us. You leaving us behind. You ain't like this and you ain't going to do this. And then a lot of times they'll mask that with a joke. Oh, man, you know that man, he ain't <laughs> shit. Big head ass. Woo. Yep. They'll mask that shit with a joke. But in all actuality, that's their real feelings. Go ahead. No, nah, man. So every first off, every joke got like a little bit of truth in it, right? Like a little bit of somebody's feelings in there, right? Um, otherwise, you would have never thought that. But to to go back just a little bit, that that whole, uh, you know, the top 25, I thought that was dope, right? The the debate, I thought that yeah. was dope, right? Because it, it can only bring more exposure. The thing is, it, it was a bad business move to hate on a concept like that, right? Because now, Facts. if you look at, if you look at like battle rap, right? You got Vlad TV and you got Jay Black, right? Facts. And, and they coming on and they're hosting the face-offs, right? But now... You know what I'm saying? If you look at uh, pro wrestling, we do pro wrestling uh, illustrators top 500. And then the black people split yep. off and you got the black 250, yep. right? And then you have, so ev- there's a there's an arena like this for everything, right? And then, I mean, it was so bad to the point that even when uh, Pat shot the castagram, when he was hosting the damn, the international tournament, man, we couldn't even get it right with that. It's a bad look. It's only because of short-sighted vision, right? And, and bad business. I thought what he did was dope. Yeah. But then, you know, here comes the spirit of competition. Oh, they ain't got that many episodes or they ain't been a show or they ain't this and they ain't that. And I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yo, why do it have to be that? Let's just let's just come together. See, one thing about me that I that I enjoy doing, I enjoy hearing what I cannot do. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I love hearing it. Because it makes the satisfaction of going out and doing it that much greater. Like, all your life when you hear, you ain't going to be shit. You ain't going to be nothing. You ain't going to do this. You ain't going to make the C21. You ain't going to do this. It's like when you accomplish those things. Like Biggie said, my teacher said that I wasn't going to be shit. Now I'm making more than the teachers. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that is, is motivation. Some people crack under that shit though. Some people crack under pressure. Like, ah, man, he said, I ain't going to be shit. Think about in the five heartbeats when a choir boy was on his way and he was on his dead. He was like, you ain't going to be shit. And the mama was like, damn, you don't have to say that to me. He's like, "I, I want him to be better than me. And sometimes people say that shit too, to motivate you, to light a fire under your ass. Like, 
I've been motivated by, and sometimes you get motivated in places you did not see. Like you said something, you said that you wrote a book. So if something happened to you, your kid would know would would have something material wise to have for you to guide him through life. And I'm gonna have to check that out. I think that is dope. Appreciate that. Because so many parents out here don't take the time to do that. I think a lot of times when you look at that, that's motivation. That is motivation to get up out here and do something with your life, man. Like me, I got a lot of kids. So I have to be very cautious about the decisions that I make in life. It's not because I'm not down no more. Like I'm not trying to be in the streets or I'm not down for the hood and all these other things. It's because now when I had my first kid at 20, I was out here doing stupid shit. We was out here robbing people. We was out here committing all type of stupid ass crimes, looking back at it. And then when I had my kid, motivation was like, yo, you are responsible for a life. It's time to move different. It's time to do something different. And to me, for the longest time, I'm not even going to lie. My biggest fear, because that's something else I want to tie in. My biggest fear around that time was somebody that I did something bogus to was going to come take me away from my kid. Yeah. Because they have a saying, the streets don't forget. No, they don't. It don't matter if you a preacher or a pastor now, you done turned your life around. The streets don't forget. So when I became a father, it made me smarten up. But then I had that thought in my mind, like, just because I smartened up, it doesn't mean the dumb shit that I was doing, like dumb people forgot. I ain't never killed nobody or did nothing like that. But I did a lot of things that, you know, people would probably be embarrassed by and ready for get back. So I had to do better. And I felt like that was my motivation. I got a kid now. I want to be this encouraging father figure for him. Yeah. And it was like every time I wanted to give up, I thought about it. Like, you know how you sit back and you have that motivation looking over like like I'm sure you've experienced this with your son. When you looking like you want to quit and then you look over at him and then you you figure out why the hell are we doing this shit in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Dog, that is the <laughs> yeah, best dude. freaking feeling in the world, dog. And my son is 15 now. And even to this day, when I'm around him and I'm just staring at him, he knows why I'm staring at him because I can't believe me as yep. bad as I was, as crazy as I was. I created a kid like all my kids are super smart, but my oldest amazes me every single day. Now, when I tell you I've seen this kid, he just had surgery to get his legs straightened out. The road to recovery was hard for him. I came in town. He didn't even know I was coming and he was in therapy. And they was like, he, they, I was getting all the check-ins all week. Yeah, he's having a real tough time. He's rushing. He's not really doing what he's supposed to do. He's not taking enough steps, et cetera, et cetera. I showed up unexpectedly and boom, the nurse is like, oh, I ain't never seen him move like this. I ain't never seen him do this. He's showing drastic improvement. And I was like, 
And I asked him, I said, why the change today? He said, having you here made me step my game up. Yes. That's what he said. So that's the thing with, with, with kids, right? Like, so for me, it's kind of like, uh, bro, like that's really like the only opinion that really matters to me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you want to be a good person, just be the person that your son thinks that you are, right? And, yep. but, but when that happens and you're, you're raising smart children because you're reading to them and you're doing the stuff that you're supposed to do, you know that eventually, like if you're living a fraud, you're going to get found out. And that's going to be the person to expose you. The one person that you don't want to disappoint in life will be the person to uncover all your shit. And that's, to me, yep. and to me, that's what it was. So for me having a kid, right, it made me become the man that I was lying to women about for years. You understand what I'm saying? Like the what I was lying about to get draws, what I was lying about to like, you know what I'm saying, get the box, oh, yeah. right? Like I had to become that person because, you know, most people, these people believe that. So then my son, you know, made me believe that. You know what I mean? I had to start to live it. And then now, not only that, but going through like all of the bullshit that I did, I wrote about that in the book. I didn't keep nothing from it. You know what I mean? I, I told mm. I told everything. And I was like, yo, here's what happened. Here's the lessons that I learned from it. And here's what I hope you take from my experience. You know, he, he's two years old right now. When he's 15, 16, and he's reading this, he'll just be like, hey, you know what? There, there truly is nothing new under the sun. My pops did this. And he survived. Not only did he survive, but he thrived. And he lived like a, a good, fruitful life. So, I mean, and, and that's really the motivation behind it all, right? It's like he motivated me to become a better person. And I'm motivating him to come to where I am and then be better. And that's the only opinion that really matters. And that's why nobody exactly. else can knock me off the game because I'm not responsible for you. I'm not responsible to or for you. Exactly. And that, that'd be the motivation too, though. Like, what is your purpose? Yeah. What are you doing here? Why are you here? Why are you doing this? What is the greatest inspiration? And like I said earlier, to hear something that I can't do be so funny to me because all it does is make me want to get up and do it. But then... I kept having kids. I kept having kids. <laughs> and then the motivation, the motivation became, all right, man, you keep laying down, making these kids something missing. Like it became, you still want to be a better person. You still want to treat your kids good and do your kids good. But it was like, I'm still out here in these streets. I'm still out here laying down with women that I have no intentions on being with. I'm still out here making kids but not really caring about being in a relationship with the mother. Because listen, I got three kids by one person and I swore like, I'm going to keep doing what I know. Right. If I'm going to have kids, I'm going to have kids with someone I know, as opposed to having kids with this person, this person, this person, because once you've done that, it's no longer fun. So it became, you have to do better. Oh yeah. You have to do better. You have to do better. That's all that kept going off in my head was you had to do better. And I think a lot of times we get discouraged because I have been super discouraged when we don't get the results that we want. We get discouraged. We get pushed down to the bottom. It ain't even about you knocking me off my game. It's just, damn, it could be something about, I know for me, when I started podcasting and I knew, you know, after leaving that first situation, and it was like, damn, ain't nobody hearing this shit. Ain't nobody listening to it. Damn, I don't even know if I really want to do this shit. I don't even know if I'm good enough for this shit. I mean, I know I can talk. I know I can do this. But what am I doing wrong? I heard those thoughts sure. 
on the the devil and the angel was on my shoulders and they was going back and forth and it was like yo fuck that drown that noise out and then it became all right let's figure out how you want to do this figure it out yourself and figure out how you are going to do this because a lot of times people get scared they have a fear of rejection they have a fear of failing they have a fear of not being good enough and these are all the things that i went through like i don't know if i'm good enough for this even with fatherhood i was like yo what if I screw up? Because I remember, dog, I remember holding my son. I was like, man, I can promise you I ain't going to never mess up, but I know I am. You know what I'm saying? Keep going. Finding something that makes you keep going. Like, even when you feel like you ain't doing good enough, keep going. And then you have the situation where you feel like you're doing good enough. You know you're doing good enough and you get comfortable. Yep. And then it's like, I'm chilling. I done did everything I'm supposed to do. I'm good. I'm Gucci. And then it's like, why is shit going to still way it's going? What, what's happening? I feel like I'm in a standstill. And I don't know if you ever had the moments, but I did. I had the moments where I'm like, okay, this is going good. Our numbers are good. Our listens are good. But we get to that point where damn good ain't good enough. Yeah. We want more. We want more. I yeah, want well, more. I mean, you have to, man, because time time is always moving. So you can't be the person to get caught sit still, right? Uh, what's that scene out of uh, House Party Two when a uh, uh, kid was at the dean's office, right? And uh, he he lost the scholarship check, yeah. and that, that old white dude looked at him and said, "Hey, time waits for no man." And it saw him standing still, but everything yeah. around him was moving. So it has to be more because sooner or later you can't get satisfied, right? Because the cost of living is going to continue to rise. Right. You gas that all time high. Uh, you, you hear the old timers talking about, oh, man, I remember when a honey bun and an orange, was, you know, 50 cents, 75 cents. Bro, oh, yeah. that's, that's a metaphor for life. Right. That's a that's a huge bar because, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> you know, everything is going to continue to get more expensive. So the only thing that's going to have to happen is you're going to have to continue to get more and more and more and more because it's not going to be good enough. Right. There was a time in podcasting where you probably thought, yep. hey, you know, you know, I got like a thousand downloads. Right. And now you got some young whippersnapper that hooked this shit up to a to an iPhone on a bus. And he was like, yo, I'm gonna call this the podcast on a bus. And he comes in with a thousand out the gate. Facts. You know what I mean? Listen. <laughs> and then he yeah. posted. And then you looking like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. One episode? Nigga, I've been doing this shit for a, five years. I got a One background. Episode? I got I got a shore bike. Oh. I got a I got a roadcaster, man. This mother, you telling me this this motherfucker did this on an iPhone on a bus? I'm telling that type of <laughs> shit will make you rethink your whole process. Like now you studying the nigga moves. Now you watching the nigga. You trying to figure out. Now you trying to figure right. out everything this nigga doing. And then it's like that is a way that can make you step off your game, or it can make you step up your game because now you figuring it out. Like this motherfucker on yeah. the bus recording. I got all this fancy equipment and shit, and I ain't doing shit with it. I got to step my shit up. He, yeah. he, this person make me step my shit up. And I'm going to tell you the truth. When I hear a lot of shows, that's exactly what yeah. I be feeling like. I be feeling that shit. Like, oh, the way they mix they shit, the way they got the sound effects, the way they got all the people when they come get on their lives. Ah, man, I used to love... Well, I love, hate going on people's lives and seeing 
200 and some, yeah. 400 and some people on the live. And I'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? And then it was like, okay, a lot of people, listen, I've been in a situation where if you're doing good and you're doing something, people get comfortable. Then they feel like, oh, I ain't got to put no more effort into it. Yeah. I ain't got to try no more. I'm, I, can, I can get 200 people to show up to this easy. And it's like, for people like myself, I'm always going to feel yeah. like I can do more. I've never kicked my feet up. I haven't gotten to that point yet in podcast, in life, in fatherhood, in marriage, any of that. I have never gotten to that point where I've gotten here. I right, cool. We here. I had a thousand downloads. I right, cool. My job is over with. I can relax. I can yeah. chill now. I can kick my feet up. No. I think that that's, that's a dangerous place to be. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's, that's how you get caught sleeping, right? If you look at, I mean, let's take it back to that metaphor that you had, or not the metaphor, but the, the example that you had with the streets, right? Most, most street dudes don't get caught mm. when they're active. You know what I'm saying? Most, most street dudes get caught when they try and leave the shit behind, right? Or when they're, they're, they're resting on their laurels. Hey, look, my respect is going to carry me uh, you know what I'm saying? Throughout this life. You know and that's what, that's when they get caught yep. up. Right. Like I, I can't tell you, I got like three or four homeboys I can name off the top of my head. Like, you know what I'm saying? One, one died, you know, breaking up a fight. Another one died because, you know, he, he was like, yo, the one time he didn't carry his pistol was the one time that he needed it. So when the same is true, right? I mean, that's a violent way of, of putting it like this, but like in business, uh, and building a brand, anytime that you you think that you've got enough clout or you got enough respect that you can rest on your laurels, that's 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 the beginning of the death. That's the beginning of the death of your brand. So that's that's dangerous. And and honestly, yeah. uh, you know, to, to bring it back full circle, right? That's why a lot of people keep shit going, right? Because they don't got nothing going on with their own brand. They they kicking their feet up with their thousand downloads and they ain't got shit else to do except for look at two other motherfuckers be or two other people uh, going at it because they're not the time that you waste watching me go back and forth with somebody else. You should be working on building your brand and you can come take over all this. Exactly. And you know what? That worked for me for a minute. Like who smashed into it with it now? Let's get entertained. Let's see what's happening. Let's see what was going on. And then that shit stopped not being fun for me. Like why the fuck? How can I get on here and say, I'm trying to bring people together and every week I'm arguing with somebody. Every week I'm dissing somebody. Every week somebody dissing me. Every week we're going back and forth. I'm looking like a fucking hypocrite. In my mind, that's how I was feeling like you're not really practicing what you're preaching. Yeah. You're out here saying you're trying to bring people together. But yet when it comes to being controversial, when it comes to kicking shit up, you're front and center. So I had to restructure everything around me, dog, like. Uh, relationships with a lot of people that I came up with because it's like I want to do different things. You see me as this, the guy who who's like a a, a Roman candle. He he's ready to pop off at any time, and I see myself as a guy who wants to put shit together and bring people together and change the game together. So it was a fight between being who you saw me as and being who I wanted to be and being who I wanted to be one. So a lot of times you sit back and you see how, you know, think about it. It's like, it's like when you get traded from another team, from your, your team, a team you've been with all your life and they trade you. They say, Hey man, we did it all we could with you. We feel like we could do this and do that. So now 
you walking around with this chip on your shoulder because you out to prove you still got it. Right. You can still do it. And that's what I felt like when I hit the reboot on everything. Like I hit the complete reboot. Like I said, this is what I'm going to do. I mapped it out. I sat down and planned it out. Losing those relationships helped me restructure because I've said it before. I fought the podcast matrix about three times and I've won. And it's like, I've been canceled twice. And the second time didn't sting as bad as the first time because I was prepared. I was prepared this time. Like I knew what I was going to do and I knew how I was going to do it. And the second time around kind of threw me for a loop because it was people that I thought we were cool with. So they were trying to undermine me and undermine what I was doing. And you know what I'm saying? They were there and it hurt. It bothered me. It bothered me. And after a while it was like, okay, so are you going to sit here and mope? Are you going to sit here and worry about what another person is saying about you on social media? Because <laughs> social media is like this. It's it's only as good as your last story. Social media, the Absolutely. stories change every five minutes. It's a whole different story. So it was like, all right, we're going to get our shit together. and We're going to figure this out. So that's what we did. And it was like, okay, I've never felt better, dog. I've never felt better about nothing that I'm doing in this podcast world other than what I feel now. I feel so relieved. And it's like we are pushing towards something better. We're not pushing towards being the big bad podcast bully. I didn't want to be that anymore. In that same vein, right? Like when, you know what I'm saying, me and you had our differences, me and a couple other people had a difference with me. So I've never had a beef with anybody, right? Like, even when, like, the lives was going on and even when the, you know what I'm saying, the, the behind-the-scenes groups that I wasn't, you know, a part of, right? Like, word were getting back to me, right? And then somebody called me and was like, hey, man, look, uh, and, and I'm not going to put, shout out to that individual, you know who they was like, look, I'm not going to put nobody's name out there, but this is what's being said. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, my listeners don't deserve for me to entertain that shit. So what I'm going to do is the same thing I've been doing. Exactly. I'm just going to keep my head forward, right? And we're going we gonna to keep going. I think that had I entertained like a lot of that shit, like you and I wouldn't be at this point right now. Right. I, I think, I think that, right. Because I, like no shit, like I was almost knocked off the game. And, you know, to your point earlier that you made, um, it was like, yo man, fuck man. I, you know, I came in here. I ain't do nothing, man. I've been, you know, I felt like I, I ain't never have a chance out the gate ever since the whole podcast, the grand tournament. Like it's been like somebody at me. And I was like, yo, this, like, this ain't even worth it. I was like, yeah, if niggas act like this, we'll never have nothing. But at the same time, at that point, like I felt like I owed people and I, I'm not there anymore. But at that time, that's what kept me going. That was the motivation that kept me going at that time. I was like, you know, there's some people that believe in this brand. Actually, they tune in like every week, like they, they download it. And I felt like I owed them. And I'm, I'm past that now. Right. Because even those people can knock you off your game. They can keep you going when you need to take a break. So that you got to be <laughs> you got to be careful right there. Listen, it don't even be sometimes that you out here looking for trouble or you out here doing something wrong. Sometimes trouble just finds you. It navigates towards the positivity shit. So I was at that moment and I was like, even I had moments like, dog, I want to quit. I don't even want to do this shit no more. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of arguing. I'm tired of the bullshit. I even said that on the episode. I was like, yo, I spent way too much time last season arguing 
and dissing people and doing this and doing that. I spent way too much time doing that. And I felt like I even I had to apologize to my listeners. I told them I felt like I cheated y'all out of a whole season of content because I spent two seasons in a row arguing with people left and right, left and right, left and right. And it was like, I probably lost some, lost some listeners, you know what I'm saying? And that's what motivated me. Like my listeners don't want to, they don't need to hear this. They want to go back to why they came to listen to us in the first place. If they want to watch a soap opera, the young and the restless is on days of our lives and all this shit is on. Yeah, yeah. Why they? Why am I listening to a podcast? I can watch Jerry Springer and, and and do all this. This is not what we come to do. So then it became, all right. Now it's time to get back to business. And I think I got tired of being told you gonna fail, you gonna fall, you gonna be this, you're not gonna get here without me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I got tired of that. So then it was like, all right, we finna do something different. Let's do something different. Let's get back our head back in the game because you got to think about it. Even Jordan had the moments yeah. where he fell where yeah. he fell off. Kobe, uh, LeBron, everybody, everybody goes through a, a patch yeah. where they feel like I don't want to do this shit no more. I just don't. I just want to walk away. Even Tom Brady. Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady retired for like two months, forty five days, <laughs> and felt like yeah, <laughs> like. I'm ready to get back in the game, dog. I can't even leave the game alone. I, that that sits bad in my mouth that I lost this championship game. I'm not I'm not going like this. I'm not going out like this. So I think that's where it sets in, man. Losing or going through a rough patch can motivate you to get up off your ass and step your shit back up. So when you go through that process, does having a strong support system does that help balance the bullshit out or do you feel like it only gets in the way because we're talking about how we feel like we can't let others around us down. Do it ever get to the point where you feel like carrying that weight and everybody else's weight gets to be too much? Um, y Yeah. But oh, at the same time, right. Because like, it ain't just negativity that, that can knock you off your game, right? Sometimes yeah. it's, it's the positivity and, and legit wanting to be there for everybody, right? That's really the source of heartbreak. If you, if you sit back and you think about it, the source of heartbreak is, is caring too much. Thanks. Right, about, about something that does not uh, reciprocating that love back to you, right? Thanks. So, and, and again, it's not necessarily that the people are doing it out of like, like wanting to be mean or negligence, right? Sometimes they just don't know. They don't know what's expected of them, right? So like... Uh, when you're carrying the weight and you got like a, a strong support system, everybody's looking to you for the answer and yep. they don't know any other way because yep. you train people how to treat you. And if that's the case and you've been this strong person for so long and you've never reached out and be like, Hey, look, I'm hurting. This is too much. Uh, they don't, they don't know. I feel like a lot of people get too mad at, at too many people because, you know, of stuff that we fail to communicate. Like sometimes, Hey, look, you know what? There's, there's a reason, right? For instance, the grown man logic season, there's only 15 episodes, mm -hmm. right? Mm. If, if we do 15 episode seasons, bro, and I, yo, I'd be like, yo, e, yo, I need a break, man. I'm, I'm handling marketing. I'm doing websites. I'm doing graphics. I'm editing. I'm blah, 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 third, right? And, and, and yo, shout out to the man, E, man, who hung, hangs in there with me. But like, I chose to take that on. Yeah. I, I, I chose to take that on. But as a result of that, like, yo, after 15 weeks, right, and, you know, across three, four, five, six platforms, bro, I'm, I'm saying, hey, look, man, I'm, I'm tired. I, I, I need this recharge. Listen. And. But, I mean, but it's up it's up to us to not allow those people to knock us off our game. So so sometimes your support system can get in the way. 
not because they're trying to be an asshole about it, but because they just don't know what you need because we want to yeah. be strong for everybody. Nobody knows what we go through, dog. Nobody knows what the person that does everything for everybody goes through. I think a lot of times I have myself wore a mask. Like, yeah. I'm feeling like this. I'm feeling like I'm tired of carrying this, but I'm going to put a strong face on because, shit, that's what family does. That's what friends does. That's what brothers do. So a lot of times we hold, we don't, we don't, that's that asks is the question who helps the person that helps everybody you know what i'm saying so <laughs> that, yeah <laughs> i'm not mad at you when you said you get burnt out and you got to recharge your batteries i feel like that too and it's like once you start having outside things get in the way of your time with your kids your love life, yeah. your your family, your job. It's time to step back and get rid of that stressor for the moment. Like, because you got to understand that even though the ability, the my biggest thing for me was I do not want to fail. I don't want to fail my kids. I don't want to fail my lady. I don't want to fail the family. I don't want to fail. So sometimes all that pressure in there makes you go even harder. Like it makes you damn near kill yourself mentally because you do not want to take a L. You do not want to take a L. I've been in this situation where, dog, I can't afford to take a L. Like, and you hear everybody say this, I can't afford to lose. I can't afford to stop. I can't afford to quit. Everybody else be like, hey, go take a break. And you be like, I can't afford to take a break. <laughs> what Drake said, he said, everybody out partying. I'm just at home making music that everybody's partying too. It's like, you don't have that liberty to stop. You don't have, I, I can't stop right now, right. dog. I'm not comfortable. I'm not to the point where I ain't got to work for another corporation. I ain't got to do this. I ain't at that point yet. So it's right. like, until I get to that point, I'm grinding my ass off right now. I'm literally doing 50, 60 hour weeks now because I have a vision. I have yes, a sir. goal. And it's like, yes, my body is tired. Yes, I might not have time to play Madden like I want to. Yes, I might not have time to go kick it with the homies and things like that. But there's a, a saying, we all got things to do, but we're going to make time for what we want. And right now, sacrifices are necessary if you have an end game in mind. So it's like I'm out here trying to reach my purpose, reach my goal. I want to win. But what's winning to me might look different than winning to you. Like your definition of winning in mine is different. Like I have a game plan. I have a goal. You have your game plan, your goal. So it's like everybody ain't going to measure up to that. Everybody can't fit in that goal, in that plan. So sometimes you have right. to just tell motherfuckers, Look, I see you at the top. Whatever you doing, I'm going to let you do it. Well, so, so sometimes I feel like that's where a, a lot of the disconnect comes from, right? When people try to knock you off your game because they're trying to advise you as if they were in your situation and they're not. They try and say, hey, man, if I was you, I would have, oh, well, you shouldn't do that. And I, you shouldn't, hey, bro, like, I'm not you. We, we're playing with a, with, with a different set of cards here, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, only thing you're seeing is my spade, right? You, you, don't know, you don't know that I'm about to cut these clubs. You don't know I'm about to cut the hearts. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You don't you don't know. Only thing you see is the space. We play we play space face up in the words of great man Jay Z, right? 
And, and if that's the case, right, you can't you can't advise. And I feel like that's where the disconnect comes from. So when you tell them thank you, but no thank you, they take offense to you and they look at that as a, as, as a rejection. And as a result of that, from that point, from a passive remark, from a passive no thank you. Yep. Right. You got you got heat and you just like, yo, for what? And here's the thing. Like I said earlier, people want to see you doing good. They just don't want to see you doing better than them. Even if you had a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? And everybody yep. at work doing the same job. Everybody want to see you doing good till the assistant manager. Now he feel like, oh, you doing a little bit too good. Let me yep. ring you in a little bit because I don't want the manager to feel like, oh, he coming for your position. He he He's stepping it up. I think what it is is a lot of times when someone is doing good, it takes the spotlight off of you. And now it makes you, yep. it gets the eyes one. okay, like, what are you doing? What are you really doing over there? Why is he able to do all this, this, and this? And what are you doing? So I think a lot of times, and that's what I felt like too, dog. I felt like a lot of people that I affiliated with, they were cool with me as long as I played my position. And what I mean by that is I wasn't trying to be where they are. And, you know, we get that job, school, life period like you run through them situations where everybody you got a lot of people that are not willing to help because they don't want you to be better than them i'm telling you like you can't even ask people questions no more like man what how you how you how was you able to do that and then it's like when you ask because i remember when i started podcasting i would ask questions yo man how you able to do that how you edit this how you mix that and then people will be looking at me funny, like, like, damn, like you, this is really public information. You're just telling me, you know, we in two different lanes. Your show is about sports. I talk about relationships. We're not in competition. Your show is about cooking. My show is about fishing. We're, we're in two different lanes, but you are afraid to say, well, this is what I did. I went this and this and I did that and I did that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they don't want to help you because they feel like you're going to be better than them. You're going to figure it out. And it's like, can we all just figure it out together? So a lot of times we'll sit here and we'll go through these things. We'll see these things. And then right. it's like, okay, I learned by ear now. But see, I said I wasn't going to be that person. When someone asks me a question, hey, man, this is what I did. This is how you go about it. This because you have a certain sense that they're they going to pay it forward. You spend so much time missing your blessings like that when you're holding on to information. It's just information. It's like them people that charge $500 when they was doing the PPP loan application and shit. I'm like, I can get online and learn how to figure out this. Why the fuck am I paying you for some shit? Like, you can't just say, well, I got this 20K, so I'm going to pass this on. Your 20K you got has nothing to do with my 20K. Like, it's not you. Just because you help me, it doesn't mean that it's taken away from your 20K. So, yeah, I'm charging $500. For what? <laughs> One thing about this is, right, I think that uh, it's deeper. Yeah. It's deeper than what we give it credit for, right? Because podcasting is one of those spaces where no competition exists, right? Bet the house and grown man logic and too much game, I'll say, are three pod and even ISO or lingo. You know what I'm saying? I saw Mike Thomas, uh, Lingo, it's a, bro, uh, Cognac Room, bro. These are all the same podcast. 
people just dig the way that we present, we provide the information. Exactly. But it's, it's legit the same podcast. So there's no competition here, right? So I got no shame to admit, bro. When I first got this roadcaster, I was hitting up Dolomite. I hit up uh, Styles from uh, Brunch Out. And, bro, like, let I me. Mean, Bro, me and this dude are at odds right now, but like I, I, I can't take away from the advice that he gave me. Right? It was just like, hey, look, hey, man, I was on like, hey, let me, let me get a test call, man. Does this sound about right? Let me, what, is, what is this? What is? And then you know, what I'm saying, those like even now, bro, I'm like, yeah, I need help with my gain on my microphone, bro. I'm gonna have to pay you seventy five. You got to come up here and show me what you got going on because I dig your sound quality. There is no competition in podcast. There's no competition actually ever. Right? Yeah. That whole saying, you versus you, that's literally all it yep. is. Everybody else is just around. Listen, and that's what it be about too, dog. Because I'll be sitting here and I'll be like, I'm not competing with you. If anything, I'm competing with other races because they already feel like we are the bottom of the barrel. So if that's, if anything, because, you know, and that's, that's no knock, but that's the reality that we're facing in this podcast game because you got to think about it. Whites are, whites are eating with whites. Blacks, we're over here, we're over here, we're over here. And I'm just speaking strictly on podcasting. Like, we are not where we're supposed to be because there is such a big divide. And I and I hate it, even in the communities that we're in. And we're just a small population. Yeah. It's so much division. And it's like, yo, when I when I started podcasting, I wanted to put this thing together and it was going to be with a whole bunch of podcasters and we, and we was deep it was about 40 50 podcasts deep and then i had some bullshit occur that i truthfully fucking regret and it kind of knocked off all my momentum it knocked me completely off now i have that itch to pick it back up again like we had 40 something podcasters ready to ride it was the black podcast conglomerate and it was everybody coming together. And it was going to be extremely freaking dope. We were going to put some freaking big shit together. And it was going to be one of those things that you just had to be a part of. And then it kind of knocked me off. It kind of was like, y'all don't even want to do this shit no more. I don't want to do it. It ain't for me. I can't deal with people's egos. I can't deal with pride. I can't deal. And then it was like, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck all that pride, all that it ain't going to work bullshit. Get out there and make it work. So that's what it's about, getting out there and doing the work. Let the doubt be the doubt. But I'm not going to let yeah. you knock me off because now somebody else done picked up off my idea and they ran with it because they wasn't scared of fear or doubt that it wasn't going to work. They up there and did it. We see it all the time. People, right, you dropped yeah. the ball on this shit. Cool, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to run with it and I'm going to be great with it. Look at R. Kelly and Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall, R. Kelly said, oh, okay, you got your style. I like it. Now I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with this shit. And it's like, what can you do? Yeah. Like, you had it. You had the sauce. So the thing about that is, right, no, uh, usually the way the universe works is that when one person got an idea, somebody else over there got it. The same idea. But it's up to us to connect the dots. And make it big like it's supposed to be, right? You look at uh, you look at like Bad Boy Records, right? Diddy was a dope producer, a good you know a good sampler or whatever, right? But Bad Boy wasn't shit till he got Biggie. And he's like, okay, wait, I need some singers. 
I need some singers. That's what's going to make this work. So the, so the thing with you and that the conglomerate, right? Like you got, uh, now you got like, it's, it's breakfast club level. Charlemagne the guy got black effect network, right? It's all black. And that's essentially what, what it would be. Right. Yeah. Um, me and, uh, Francisco had a conversation about, uh, you know, like, a shout out to frankly, Francisco too. Yeah, man. Shout out to him. Um, where we were talking about, yo, what if we got like a Tubi or a Roku channel, bro, and everybody with a visual podcast, bro, we just stream podcast 24 hours. Wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and now it's in, the, it's in the air now. So what I'm saying is somebody's going to probably pick up the ball and run with that. That's what the Black Podcast conglomerate was. We was going to start a full radio station, and then it was going to evolve into yeah. TV. I'm sitting on the Amazon channel, and I ain't saying nothing about it, but I got an Amazon channel, and I have done nothing with it. But that's what I'm saying, right? So because we too busy beefing with each other, right? Yep. Again, talking about knocking it off, bro. Like, think, think about that right now. Amazon, because you probably bought in when Amazon was first coming on the market, yep. right? And now it's huge, right? That channel could be uh, like, mate, and it streams podcasts. And all you're doing is re- you're requiring people to submit you two hours of content yep. a week, right? Yep. And you get like 90 to 100 podcasts, because what is, is 100, what, 168 hours in a week? Right. Yep. You get an hour, hour long shows. Right. And, and you're you would have been doing the work that we're doing on YouTube anyway. Exactly. Hey, make sure your sound quality is good and the editing is good. We're already doing all of that. So we submit that file to you. Right. And you, you're running it. And that's a bigger audience because now you're getting ad revenue and everybody's that's my getting goal. paid. And that's what happens when people knock you off the game. Yep. The dream doesn't get denied, but it gets delayed. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? But but it ain't, it, it don't have to be over because now now we're talking about it. You know what I'm saying? I happen to have a master's degree in business. Uh, you, hey, listen, we, 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 can, we can put something in the works. Hey, listen, like I sit here and I think of shit and then it's like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes the person to bounce the shit off to be the unexpected people that you didn't expect to, you know, share what you're trying to do or get what you're trying to do. So that's what I was saying earlier when I opened up and said sometimes things can be settled with a simple conversation. So I think that's what it's about too, man. Listen, we are at the times where you cannot let anyone tell you you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not fast enough. You're not tall enough. Like get out there and do it. The work is only going to come as much as listen. And I tell people this all the time. I say this, how can you expect someone to believe in you if you don't believe in you? Why would I put my money behind something you're not so sure of? Well, hey, I I believe it can work. If I if I really, really try, I believe I can get it to work. Why would I say, oh, you know what? I want to invest in you. You know what I'm saying? Because you seem to have it all together. But then when you say stuff like I believe it probably could work, it may can work. (laughs) I'm going to look at you like. I'm not putting my money behind a probably or it might could yeah. work. Like I need you to be sure, you know, and that's what it is. It's it's about taking pride in doing what you're doing. So, okay, what do you feel before we before we get to the uh, final thoughts? What do you feel was the biggest advice to you? Like, what do you take to yourself when you when you start feeling like you ready to just stop. You don't even want to do none of it. I ain't talking about just podcasting. I'm talking about with anything. What is something that sticks with you that keeps you feeling like, keep going? One of my biggest pet peeves in life is, is wasting time. Mm. 
So what I, I have to remind myself when I want to quit that everything that I've gone through up until this point to get me to this point was a waste of time if I just quit. Facts. And then if I accept that, then I'm being hypocritical and not true to myself. Nice. And if I can't, if I can't be true to myself, can I be a hundred with anybody else? And so it's really like that self talk. I sit down and be like, "Yo, you know what I'm saying? We started out, we did this, we had this, and we did, we did this, and we did this, and we did that, and I did this, and I did that. So I, I I came this far, right? So that's one looking back gives you like a sense of all of those small victories, right? Being like, hey, you know what? I did accomplish some stuff, so I, I am confident. And then the second part of that is. Yo, if all these times, like I've, I've been in the podcast game now going on two years. No, mm. yeah, I'm going on two years. So if the whole two years was a waste of time, if I just quit, and especially if somebody else, uh, somebody else's words or actions or the lack of somebody's words or actions forces me to quit, I let that person let, make me waste two years of time. And I can't, I can't have it. All right. Y'all know what it is. This segment here is called Final Thoughts. It could be about whatever. And at the same time, let everybody know about where they can find you, what you got going on, and when the new episodes is coming back. All that good shit. All right. So, again, this is your boy, Captain of the Cool Kids, host of the Grown Man Logic Podcast, Dewan J. Um, we are back from break November 7th. But in the meantime, you can catch new episodes on YouTube every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Catch up on the book, Dear Dominic, that I mentioned in this particular episode, but I dropped another book this past Sunday entitled Keep It G, The Guide to Getting What You Want. Both of those books are available on Amazon.com or ShopGrownManLogicPod.com. And yeah, man, we move it. Stay tuned because this episode uh, is coming just in the nick of time where we're putting some things together for charity again for Thanksgiving, Christmas holidays. Um, follow me on the grown man logic uh, across all social media platforms and if you're looking for your daily dose of motivation when I got my life coach hat on Dewan O'Neal 1 on Instagram and uh, if you want to have some fun with me uh, Dewan J underscore GML on TikTok alright my final thoughts is man listen start having conversations man do the grown up thing and start having conversations talk Stop thinking people are going to understand you if you're not using your words. Your emotions are just that. You got to learn to use your words and express what you feel to people. We spend so much time. So much time has been wasted off simple yeah. conversations that could have been had. So this is what it's about. This is what we're reaching out to. Y'all already know what it is with me. Shout out to the one, man. I appreciate you for coming through, bro. Like for real, for real. Thanks for having me. Uh, one of the things that we're trying to do is build bridges. My tagline for this season is you can always come home. And that's exactly what I try to do when I have these conversations with people. I try to bring people together. Y'all can catch us at alwaysbetthehouse.com. Subscribe to us on Patreon. Check us out on YouTube. And get back at us, man. Y'all already know what it is. We out. Are you considering selling your home or are you looking to buy a home? I'm Dory Brewster with Lamakia Realty and I understand choosing to do either is a big decision, which is why I'm committed to working with you to successfully navigate this process with my extensive market knowledge, expertise in negotiating, and patience and understanding during this time. My team and I come equipped with the best resources and marketing around to make this process as seamless as possible while delivering the utmost in customer service. Call or text me directly at 857-260-9532.